It is Wednesday, February 3rd here in Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaff. With me again today are Jared Smola and Tyler Syracuse, and it is Super Bowl week. That means we have one game left, so really there's not a whole lot of fantasy left of the season. You can play DFS showdowns if you want, of course. That's not going to be our focus on here today, though. You might be able to pull some nuggets, however, from what we're talking about from this discussion if you do want to play showdowns and find some upside. Our focus is going to be on prop bets for the Super Bowl. In addition to the game line, the over-under, we're going to talk some player props. And I think that's where you can find some upside. Jared, how deeply into these player props have you gotten with all this extra time? Yeah, I mean, it's nice with the Super Bowl. You can bet on almost literally anything you can think of. I just go through our projections and sort of compare them to the lines I see and you know, sort of find the biggest discrepancies. And that, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm rolling with here. You're getting deep into the coin flip? No, 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 I don't. I don't bet. Uh, you know, bets that just just give the house money. Nice, Tyler. You're not only betting, but going to Tampa Bay for this game, right? Yeah. So I had a future on Kansas City. I think I made around midseason, like week eight, week week nine. It was five hundred dollars to win, like eighteen seventy five. I want to say they were plus three fifty at the time. So I'm going to be taking the Bucks plus three and a half, hoping that the Chiefs win by one, two, or three, and I'll go uh, and get the scoop there. But yeah, me and some of the some of my buddies from poker are just going down to Tampa Thursday through Monday, basically just to party for a couple of days. Uh, we're not actually going to the game, but it should be a good time down there. So definitely looking forward to that, getting away from Rochester for a few days. I think you'd have to be nurses to get into the game. So with you guys going down to party in Florida, I know we'll be staying away from you for at least a month after you get back to watch out for the, any Florida variants that might show up from that. Let's get into the numbers, which Tyler already jumped into to show his excitement. And of course, I think that the the general line seems to be Chiefs by three and a half at this point. It's opened at three, but it's three and a half from where I've seen it, right? For you guys? Yeah, it's been flipping back and forth. I've seen I've seen plenty of threes, uh, but you know, when it's three, it's like minus 125, minus 130. I don't know. I I, I feel pretty confident the Chiefs win. You know, I, I don't like the three and a half. I don't like betting minus three with, you know, big juice on that side. Well, I did for the game and I know this isn't an official recommendation because I, I don't know if it's, it's, it's probably not the you know smartest backs. I don't know if these alternate lines have too much value, but I actually put some money on chiefs minus six and a half and some money on chiefs minus nine and a half. I, I, I think there's a chance that Casey wins this game pretty easily. You know, those bets were like plus plus one sixty. Um, and like plus 220 for the nine and a half. So I, I, I sprinkled a little money onto that just, you know, in case the Chiefs win this handily. Interesting, because, yeah, I don't see I don't think there's much of a chance that the game does go quite in that direction. But I mean, if you want to take a shot on stuff like that for the season, the Bucks did go 11 and eight against the spread. Um, they beat the spread in four of their past five games, six of their past eight games. They've won two straight as outright underdogs in the playoffs here. And they beat a three and a half point spread in the first meeting with the Chiefs. The Chiefs started out that game dominating, but then it, it came back and got close and ended up being just a three point Kansas City win with that three and a half line in that one. Chiefs are just eight and ten against the spread for the season, two and eight against the spread over the past 10 games. But when you're looking at that number, I think you got to factor in that they've been big favorites in most of their games this year. They've been favored by five and a half points in 13 of their 17 games. If you remove that week 17 game where most of the guys that matter sat out, they, the chiefs have been favored by seven plus in 12 of those 13 games. So 
it's not a big deal if you're not covering a seven point line, unless you know, you're betting on the chiefs in those games. I don't know if that necessarily paints the same picture of a team being bad against the spread. Tyler, are you comfy with the chiefs against the spread here? Yeah, I'm on board with Jared. I, uh, my score prediction for the game is actually 38, 27. So I think they win by 11 or so. I think it plays out similarly to the Buffalo game. So I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. I just think the Chiefs are still generally being disrespected by betting analysts and by fantasy guys and just by the general public. There was a lot of people on Buffalo last week saying that the Bills were a more talented team. I'm hearing a lot of the same this week. And it's just like the Chiefs have the best player on the planet. They have probably the best wide receiver in the game, the best tight end in the game. By far a better coach. Andy Reid is just so, so much of a better coach. And I know the offensive line is a concern, but I'm just going to continue to bet on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they lost one game this year, and I've been riding them for the last couple of years, and I'm going to continue to do so in the Super Bowl for sure. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely on board with the, the Chiefs by multiple possessions in this one. And Mahomes has had a couple weeks now. Well, we'll have had a couple weeks by Sunday to get over to get further removed from that toe injury that he suffered against the Browns uh, a few weeks ago. Certainly fared fine against the Bills with it without that extra time. We know the history of Andy Reid, his teams coming off of bye weeks, which they get heading into this game. So that can only help the Chiefs. I, I agree. I'd have a tough. I would have a tough time betting on the Bucks versus that three and a half point line, even though, you know, the last game ended within that on the over under 56 and a half, Jared, where you come out on that one? When I sat down and did the projections, it came out under, I think it came out at like 51 points. That'd be my lean, but I also wouldn't bet it. I just, I hate betting unders. I hate betting unders in games with Patrick Mahomes in it. You know, I don't like betting unders in games with Tom Brady in it. So it's a stay away from me, but my lean is to the under. Tyler, what about you on the 56 and a half over under? So my 38-27 prediction would have it over. Uh, I think it's hard to bet on the under as well, but I think if I were to do a teaser on the game and the over, I would go KC plus 4.5 with over 49.5. That looks pretty good to me. So I got a little bit of action on that, but with my future already on Kansas City, I don't really have to put too much more on them. So uh, it's just nice having the, the plus 350, obviously, instead of, like minus 175, which is what I'd have to bet if I had just bet Kansas City money line for, for this week. I'm not sure I could bet on the over-under either. It's just, it's I think it's too close to what the score is going to be. They combined for 51 points in that first game, and, and the Chiefs scored a ton in the first half. I mean, they looked like they were going to set yardage records, and then the game ended up at just 51 points for the season. The Bucs were 11 and 8 on overs. The Chiefs were just 9 and 9. They did score more on the road, though. Six of their eight regular season overs came in their eight road games, um, just three home overs. And that includes the week 17 game against the Chargers, where that, of course, had no Patrick Mahomes. Seven Patrick Mahomes games totaled more than 56 and a half points this year. The 56 and a half here does tie their highest over under for the season. So, it's a scary number to bet the over on. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go under, but it's one of those that I agree with you, Jared. I'd be uncomfortable with. Yeah, it's just a huge number. I, I do think Super Bowls have a tendency to get off to slowish starts. Yeah, we saw that with the Chiefs offense for really the first three quarters last year. Um, I think the Chiefs O-line issues are worrisome enough to me where I don't think they're going to you know, drop 40 in this game. And then I don't know. I, I still think the Chiefs defense is underrated, especially their pass defense. And I, to me, Tom Brady did not play well in that win 
over the Packers. You know, the, the, the defense won them that game, getting the stops when Tom Brady th- threw those interceptions. So I still have some concerns about Brady at this point. Um, so, again, lean towards the under, but I'm not actually betting it. So you talk about concerns with the Chiefs O-line and with Tom Brady. So that brings us to the passing props. Tom Brady over under 295 and a half. That's at least the last number I saw on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Tyler, where are you at on Tom Brady over under 295 and a half? Yeah, I'm not really too big on using projections uh, for when I make my DFS lineups. Even when I'm doing these player props, I kind of just play the game out in my head and I, I use a little bit of game logs, a little bit of projection, just a little bit of everything, a little bit of film watching. But I think the Bucks are going to be a little bit more pass heavy this week because I expect the Chiefs to be winning. In terms of the 295, I mean, it's pretty efficient for sure. Since I do think they're going to be a little more pass heavy, I would lean the over. But I actually have no action on that one. It's like one of the only bets that I don't have this week, I feel like. But uh, the Chiefs definitely have a strong pass defense. And I think there's going to be fewer penalty penalties called in this game, which is a, an edge I think Kansas City has because they play a lot of man coverage and a lot of their corners tend to grab the wide receivers a lot. So I think that actually helps them. And I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are going to struggle to create separation, which could make it fairly difficult for Brady to go over. Yeah, scary number, not one that I would be excited to bet either way. Jared, I think you're on the overs for Patrick Mahomes, though, 325 and a half, at least on DraftKings. Yeah, so so most of the bets I made are based around the idea that the Chiefs go super pass heavy in this game. Like that, that's that's what I feel most confident in projecting in this game. You know, the Chiefs are already a pass leaning offense. They finished the season tenth in uh, total pass rate at sixty two percent. They were uh, second in situation neutral pass rate at sixty seven percent. And then teams passed against the Bucks on a league high sixty five percent of their offensive plays. You know, we know Tampa so much tougher against the run than the pass. I, I really don't expect the Chiefs to really try running too much in this game. So my, my favorite bet actually is Mahomes over 40 and a half pass attempts. Um, then I also do like the over 325 and a half passing yards for Mahomes as well. Tyler, you on Mahomes overs as well? Yeah, I'm pretty much completely on board with everything Jared just said. I totally think that that's true, that they're going to be pass heavy. So you can kind of correlate a lot of your player props with that thought. So you could take Mahomes over completions, pass attempts, yards, and then I'm on Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey overs. And then even for the running back unders, I think CH is going to be the guy in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to play 60 to 70% of the snaps. So I'm on Daryl Williams unders as well. So I took his under for rushing attempts and I took his under for rushing yards and all those kind of correlate well uh, with the Chiefs going pass heavy. So it'll be a real shame if Andy dials up like even 10 ru- rushing plays because I think they're just going to completely air it out. And I don't think the Bucks are going to be able to stop them. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll be surprising if they run it a lot in this game. And uh, Patrick Mahomes, I kind of mentioned the, the home road splits before, but Patrick Mahomes has been passing more frequently and more I don't know, piling up more passing yards on the road in his three seasons so far. 310 yards per game at home this season, 321 yards per game on the road, 20 more passing yards per game on the road in 2019, nearly 28 more yards per game on the road in 2018. He is also thrown for more yards in close games, 340.9 yards per game this season in games decided by zero to seven points. I know Tyler's projecting a blowout. I'm expecting to be a little bit closer than that. I think within the zero to seven points is likely here. 
And in those games, we've seen 43.9 attempts per game from Patrick Mahomes. So I agree that we're going to see lots of passing. It sets up for lots of passing. There should be volume. And I think it'll be close enough to keep the Chiefs throwing in this game. So I'm comfy with the Patrick Mahomes overs as well. Can't say that I'm too comfy on any betting on any of the Tom Brady passing. I, I think that it's certainly possible he throws for 300 plus and keeps it close that way. I also think it's possible he throws, you know, 260, two touchdowns, two picks, has just kind of an iffy game and the defense kind of keeps him in it or that it's just, you know, a one sided Chiefs win in the end. Yeah, you know, teams pass against the Bucs at the league's highest rate. Teams run against Kansas City at one of the league's highest rates. Um, I think because their run defense is weaker than their pass defense, maybe to try to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands. So I, I, you know, I do think we could see Tampa run enough here. I just think the I just think the Brady lines are pretty efficient. I, you know, you, you don't mm-hmm. have to bet everything. Um, so those are are just stayaways for me. Yeah, and I heard Matthew Friedman um, on another podcast talking about Super Bowl props, where somebody like Tom Brady, who we've seen in the Super Bowl forever, we've seen in the league forever, the prop lines on a player like that are going to be more efficient. Matt says, and he follows that stuff a lot more closely than I do, then it's going to be on more fringe players who have just less of a sample behind them. So I think that's a good way to, or good reason to look away from Tom Brady and at some of the other guys. You mentioned the rushing, Jared. Let's get to the rushing props now. On the Bucs side, we got Leonard Fournette over under 48 and a half, Ronald Jones over under 37 and a half, Tom Brady over and over under half a yard. So anything there excite you guys at all, Jared? You first. No, um, you know, we actually have Fournette and Jones projected to go over their totals, but the backfield is murky enough as far as, you know, how carries are going to be split that I'm not going to hit either of those rushing lines. Tyler, what about you? I think the Fournette one is pretty efficient. I'm on all Ronald Jones unders this week. Uh, Similar to my thinking with the CEH versus Darrell Williams. I just, I mean, Fournette's been the guy for the entire postseason. I don't think they're going to get away from that. And Fournette's also the pass catching back. So I saw a bunch of props on Ronald Jones uh, receiving. His prop was one and a half reception. And he's just a guy that isn't getting any targets. I mean, he had surgery on his hand a couple months ago. They haven't been looking at him at all. His over-under for receiving yards was 12 and a half when I got it. So I'm in on a bunch of the Ronald Jones unders, uh, especially for receptions, receiving yards. And then I like his under for rushing yards too, just because – of the way I think the game plays out. And I think Fournette's clearly the the guy there. So definitely unders on anything Ronald Jones. I mean, I think there's a shot that we get a a fairly even rushing split in terms of opportunities for these guys, but nothing where I'm excited enough to bet on them just in case we do get the chiefs pulling away at some point. I think if you do think that this game is going to be close, or if you think the bucks are going to win, then it gets a lot more attractive with both of these guys under 50 yards, Ronald Jones under 40. I think if you think the bucks are going to win this game, then at least one of these two guys is going to go over his rushing yardage and easily both of them could in a bucks victory. So I would keep that in mind. If you think the bucks are going to beat the chiefs on the Chiefs side, we've got Daryl Williams over under 30 and a half Clyde Edwards, E at the same number, Patrick Mahomes at 19 and a half. Jared, you like anything in the rushing lines from the DK Sportsbook? Yeah, I came. I can, I, I considered betting both the Williams and Ceh unders for rushing yards. Again, I I don't think they're going to run a whole lot. One of those probably hits. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm not confident enough how the carries are going to be split. I mean, we we could see the Chiefs only run it 15 times, but if Ceh gets 11 of those carries, you know, he's probably going to go over even you know with the tough matchup here. So lean under on both of those uh, KC running back rushing props, but I didn't actually bet either one of them. Yeah, I'd stay away from just because I have no idea who's going to carry the ball how many times. Tyler, what about you on this side? 
I bet the under on Darrell Williams. I didn't touch the CEH one, and then I actually have the over on Patrick Mahomes. And then I have over on Patrick Mahomes' longest rush attempt, over 11 and a half yards. And then getting back to the Bucks, I actually have – there's a prop you can do in game props, number of Bucks to get a rushing attempt. I have under three and a half because even if Tom Brady gets one, that means one of the wide receivers would still have to get one. Tom Brady's not like a lock to to definitely get a rushing attempt. And I don't think it's likely that a wide receiver will get one either. Of course, Ronald Jones and Fortnite are going to get one, but I got that prop at even odds. So I feel pretty good about that one too. Jared, I know there's another rushing prop that you like from this game from the Chiefs side in particular. First of all, the Mahomes rushing yards, I saw it at 19 and a half. What did you get it at, Tyler? Yeah, I think I did 20.5. Yeah. Saturday, I Saturday or Friday night, I, I'd bet that, you know, just I, I want to see what Mahomes does in practice this week. Um, you know, the, the toe thing is another two weeks behind him now. If he's close to 100%, that, that's a, a smash back. You know, I, I bet it in the mid-20s in that Bounds game, and it didn't hit, but he came close, and that was when he hurt the toe early on and then left with the concussion. So, you know, I, I think a healthy Mahomes, I'd project for like 25 rushing yards in this game. So I like that one. Um, a bet I did make, this is just sort of a, a fun one, um, I bet Tyreek Hill to lead this game in rushing yards. I got it at 25 to one on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I saw it at a 30 to one on another site. It was a points bet. Really, it's a play on, again, I don't think the Chiefs try to run much or have much success when they do. The Bucs are going to try to run, but if the Chiefs pull out to a lead, you know, that's going to hurt that. And you're, you know, splitting up all the production between Fournette and Ronald Jones. Tyreek Hill, you're just hoping, you know, he takes his one, maybe two carries for a long run. Um, He does have 10 carries in his nine career playoff games. I expect him to get at least one carry in this game, possibly two. So again, 25 to one, hoping he goes for like, I don't know, 50 yards on his one carry. I think that that could be enough to lead this game in rushing. Yeah, it's definitely more of a why not bet. Just see if something happens. Uh, He does have four games of two plus carries this year, three against the Browns in the divisional rounds. Uh, One more note on the rushing lines. The Chiefs have allowed 21 different players to top 37 and a half rushing yards this year. That, of course, was the the prop line on Ronald Jones. So it's a decent spot if somebody gets enough carries to top that Ronald Jones line, to top the the Leonard Fournette line again, even more so if you think that the Bucs are going to win this game or even if you think it's going to stay close throughout. On to receiving props on the Bucs side. Actually, unless, Tyler, is there any other rushing prop that you're betting or interested in? Yeah, there's a couple more rushing. Uh, I had Tyreek Hill rush attempt, yes, at minus 115. And then I think his rushing yards was nine and a half. Uh, I just think Andy Reid's going to dial up everything in the playbook. I think he will get two to four carries, and chances are he'll he'll get over that nine and a half yard mark. And then I think the Chiefs' team total rushing yards was eighty-two and a half. So I did bet the under on that. I don't think the running backs are going to get anywhere near that, but it's a little scary when you have Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, and Patrick Mahomes along with that prop. So I don't feel great about that one, but I do feel good that the running backs definitely won't get anywhere near 80 yards rushing. Yeah. I think you'll either at least hit the under on that or the over on the Mahomes rushing. And then, you know, maybe you, you middle it and both of them come in. Yeah. There you go. Receiving props. Now Bucks side, we've got Chris Godwin over under 77 and a half. Mike Evans over under 63 and a half. Antonio Brown's number is 40 and a half. Cameron Brait and Rob Gronkowski, both at 29 and a half. Leonard Fournette, 25 and a half. Scotty Miller, 20 and a half. That's all from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Jared, anything jump out to you there? 
So I almost bet the Mike Evans over 63 and a half yards. We projected him for 71. Um, and then I started looking at the game logs and like he, he he's he, he's gone under 63 and a half more than half the time this season. So I ended up not betting that one. Um, the two Bucks receiving props I did bet Leonard Fournette over 25 and a half receiving yards. You know, again, that's on DK. Um, you can get it as low as 23 and a half on points bet. Fournette has gone over. 25 and a half receiving yards in three of his last five games, including two of three playoff games. You know, he, as Tyler mentioned, has been the clear lead pass catching back for the Bucks in the playoffs. Um, he has 14 catches on 17 targets in three playoff games. So I, I think he's going to be out there in passing situations. And then the matchup against KC, uh, the Chiefs allowed a league high 53 receiving yards per game to running backs this season. Football Outsiders ranks them 31st in running back coverage. So I think the over-under on Fournette is at least a few yards too low. So I'm, I'm liking the over there. I think Leonard Fournette, is to me, is pretty easily the comfiest bet among the overs in the receiving yardage there for Bucks. Tyler, what about you in this group? Yeah, it's pretty much just Fournette for me. I'm not taking a side with Evans or Godwin. I think the lines are pretty efficient there. And I just want to be rooting for the Chiefs. So most of the Bucks guys, it's either under or pass for me. And then most of the Chiefs guys are over or pass. But Fournette definitely does make the most sense. Uh, the only thing that's scary is his hands aren't very good. He, you know, it seems like he drops multiple screen passes every game. Uh, he did have a couple nice catches last week, but he also dropped a couple and Brady goes back to him and Brady always goes to the open guy. And that's where Kansas city seems to allow a lot of their targets. So I think Fournette overs uh, when it comes to receiving definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It helps when you only need to have better hands than Ronald Jones. Yeah, Right. If you do like the chiefs blowout, I don't know. I wonder if Cameron Brake gets interesting at 29 and a half, but uh, again, not a, not an exciting line, not something I would be chasing on the Chiefs side. Travis Kelsey's number is 94 and a half Tyreek Hill, 92 and a half. Sammy Watkins, 36 and a half. Nicole Hardman, 28 and a half. Clyde Edwards, Elair, 15 and a half. Daryl Williams, 12 and a half. Demarcus Robinson's not on the board because he's currently on the COVID list. It seems like they're expecting him to play. I don't know how much that matters here. Obviously, if he doesn't play, it's going to help everybody on the Chiefs side for, you know, receiving projections. Yeah, some of these like secondary options on the Chiefs are a bit tough to bet right now because we don't know about Demarcus Robinson. We don't know about Sammy Watkins yet. I think you know that impacts guys like Hardman, you know, guys like Byron Pringle. Just go back to the Bucks real quick. I also bet uh, Mike Evans to score. I got it at plus one ten on DraftKings. Uh, it's as high as plus one twenty on William Hill. Evans has scored in two or three playoff games. He scored in twelve of nineteen games overall this season. You know, he was top seven in the league in red zone targets and targets inside the ten. I, I just think he's a slightly better than. 50-50 bet to score, and I'm getting plus money on that. So I, I thought that was a good bet. On the Chiefs side, I finally bet Travis Kelsey over. I've been thinking about it in you know both these first two playoff games. The number's always so damn high. I'm like, I, I can't bet a freaking tight end to you know go over 90 receiving yards, but he just keeps doing it. Um, you know, he's gone over 94 and a half yards in both playoff games in five of his last six games in 10 of 17 games overall. Um, the Bucks aren't great in tight end coverage. Football Outsiders has them 25th in tight end coverage. And I wonder too, if after that first game with what Tyree kill did to them, if the bucks just, you know, sort of make Tyree kill the focal point of their defense and say, you know, maybe let's, let's see if Kelsey can beat us with 10 to 15 yard catchers rather than giving up these bombs to Tyree kill. So I, I'm on the over 94 and a half yards for Kelsey. Yeah. 94 and a half looks like a big number, but since week eight, T Travis Kelsey is averaging 8.6 catches and 114.2 yards per game. So he's averaging 
20 yards per game more than what his over under is for this one since week eight. So, I mean, you know, he certainly has a chance to not hit it, but I, I agree with you in that they have to focus on Tyree kill. I mean, Tyree kill shredded him last game. And if you're deciding whether to give Travis Kelsey, you know, 10, nine yard catches or to give Tyree kill four catches for 40 yards apiece, then you have to stop the long stuff first and then work shorter because that's the stuff that's going to kill you quicker. Um, Tyler, what are you betting on the Kansas City side here among the receivers? So I've been betting Travis Kelsey overs for the last couple months, no matter what his prop was. Dating back to a couple months ago, he was in the 70s, and I've just been smashing the over every single week. It's finally up in the 90s, but it's still going over. And this is one of the reasons I don't use projections too much because – a lot of times projections aren't going to show you what their ceiling is. And honestly, I project Pet, uh, I project Kelsey and Hill to both get around 15 targets. Projections are never really going to have that. You know, they might have them at nine and a half, but never 15. I just think similar to last week, they're just really going to rely on both of these guys. I think both of them are going to go over 100 yards. I do think that the Bucks are going to try to limit the big play, which is what Buffalo did. But you saw Patrick Mahomes just find Travis Kelsey and find Tyree Kill seven yards down the field wide open over and over again. I think it's going to be a pretty similar game plan, especially with the offensive line issues on the Chiefs side of the ball and the fact that Tyree Kill let them up in man coverage last time they played them. So I think it all just adds up for a lot of pass attempts, a lot of receptions, a lot of yards for all these guys. I'm pretty much on everyone's over. Besides Byron Pringle, I'm going to take under. Uh, his yards was like 14 and a half, and then his receptions was one and a half. And this is assuming Sammy Watkins plays, so there is a risk with this prop. But in games where Sammy Watkins played, uh, Byron Pringle hasn't really seen the field, and he only caught one pass in games where Sammy Watkins played. This is also assuming that Demarcus Robinson plays. He is on the COVID list, but he was just deemed a close contact. Uh, we've pretty much seen all season that these guys get cleared. You know, there's still a chance that he might test positive, but uh, he hasn't tested positive yet. So uh, I would imagine he's just quarantining and taking the tests. And if he continues to test negative, he'll be out there. So pretty much over for everyone and then under on Byron Pringle, just because I just don't think he's going to be out there. Uh, you know, maybe Sammy Watkins plays limited snaps, but I, I still feel good about the the under on Pringle. Yeah, I like the over on Sammy Watkins. Obviously, you'd have to watch him during the week. At 36 and a half yards, though, he averaged 42.1 yards per game for this season. The past two years in Kansas City, 51.9, 48.1. Career low for a season has been 39 and a half yards per game. So he would have to have a very low game for Sammy Watkins' standards. And if we're expecting extra Patrick Mahomes passing in this game, that is not favorable to the run. I think that we should get plenty of targets for Sammy Watkins, assuming that he's active, but I think things are trending in that direction. What are you, what are the chances of his number rising through the week as we get closer to Sunday and he gets to be more of a sure bet to play? Yeah, I think that's a pretty likely scenario. If he gets in a full practice on Thursday or Friday, pretty sure he was limited in practice today, which was Wednesday. And then just getting back to the Bucks players, I had a couple other props that I forgot about. I am on Antonio Brown unders for now, uh, just with how banged up he's been and just Bruce Arians comments. Uh, chances are that AB might not play. So in that in this case, your bets will just be a tie and you'll get refunded. But I took under three and a half catches. I took longest reception under 18 and a half yards. 
under 43 and a half yards and I took him not to score a touchdown. Uh, and this is just me thinking that he's going to be active, but play a limited role with that knee injury. And they have capable backups with Scotty Miller and Tyler Johnson. So ho I'm hoping that he's active, plays a couple snaps, and then the bet is basically active. And then we'll cover all the unders, you know, even if he plays one snap and then doesn't return. So that's just a hunch that I have that he won't be 100%, but he'll be out there just playing a limited role. Yeah, I like the brown unders. Even when he was healthy, his snap rate had been under 50% in you know a handful of games before the injury. Um, we'd seen Tampa go more two tight end sets using both Gronk and Brait. Kansas City is weak, weaker against tight ends than wide receivers. I think you could see another you know, heavier two tight end set game from Kansas City and, and from Tampa. And again, that's not even factoring in Brown's injury issues. I, I like the unders on, on AB. I just hope that Brown plays so we don't get a big uh, Tyler Johnson moment on this big stage heading into 2021 fantasy football drafts. Well, to another prop, <laughs> Bucks to have a pass reception, seven and a half. And I took the under at plus 150. And this is just me thinking that there's really only three guys that I'm pretty sure are going to have a catch. And that's Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones hasn't been catching any passes. And then Scotty Miller's only been catching one or two. Same thing with Tyler Johnson. Same thing with both tight ends. So I think there's a chance that any of those guys might not catch a pass. And that'll help the under seven and a half. And you're getting plus odds on this. So, you know, I, I know Brady likes spreading the ball around, but eight different pass catchers is a lot, especially if Ronald Jones doesn't catch a pass or if, if one of the tight ends doesn't catch a pass. So I'm on that one too. Do you worry at all about that jiving with your blowout prediction? I suppose a little bit, but, um, you know, I think it's still going to be pretty targeted between Fournette, Godwin, and Evans. You know, Brait and Gronkowski will most likely catch a pass, but that's still only five guys. So you still mm -hmm. need three other guys that are going to catch a pass. So if Scotty Miller, Antonio Brown, or Tyler Johnson doesn't catch one, then it'll be looking good. But I especially like it because it's plus 150, so. Um, yeah, I, one more I bet. Um, again, it goes along with the Chiefs going past heavy. I took the Bucks over two and a half sacks. I think you know two and a half is the number I would set it at. I wouldn't go up to three. I wouldn't go down to two. But I got it at plus one fifteen. So I got it at plus money. Mahomes doesn't take many sacks. You know, he only took three plus in four of seventeen games this season. But you have the O line injuries on the Chiefs. You have Mahomes, who might still not be, you know, fully mobile with the toe injury. And then again, you you have, you know, if he drops back fifty times, that obviously, you know, increases the odds that Tampa gets those three plus sacks. Uh, the Bucks, by the way, averaged exactly three sacks per game this season. They hit three sacks in eleven of nineteen overall. So again, I think it's it's a good line, but just getting it at plus money, um, I think it makes you know that that the right side of that bet. Along that line in the Hail Mary bet category, what about Jason Pierre-Paul at 70, 70 to 1 odds for MVP of this game? I mean, he's primary on the right edge for the Bucks. That's where they lost Eric Fisher, the left tackle, in this last game. There have been three non-quarterbacks among the past seven Super Bowls to win the MVP award. Two of those were linebackers. Usually returning an interception for a touchdown is what's going to do that for you as a linebacker, but... I mean, if we get a Bucks win here, there's probably going to be some big stuff from the defense. I think Jason Pierre-Paul, Shaq Barrett are 
probably the best bets to, to do something big, to do something along those lines. And Jason Pierre Paul should be in the best position to, you know, get a couple of sacks, maybe force a fumble. It gets returned for a touchdown. So, you know, I'm not saying that he's a favorite or anything, but at 70 to one, if you're looking to just throw something on something, then maybe Jason Pierre Paul for MVP at 70 to one. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's 70 to one. You know, that's, <laughs> he's going to have to score a touchdown. I think it brings up a good point though. If, if anybody thinks the Bucs are going to win, the Bucs are plus 150, but you can get Tom Brady for MVP at plus 240. And I think that's the route I'd rather go if I was betting Tampa because I think it's highly unlikely anyone on the Bucs wins besides Brady just with how much they spread it out. You know, there's a slight possibility that a defensive guy will get it, but I think he would need multiple sacks or multiple touchdowns even to get the MVP. And Freaking Tom Brady's 43 years old. And I think if they win, he'd definitely get the MVP. So you get quite a bit more value if you take Brady MVP compared to just taking the Bucks money line. So yeah, I had a couple others. Well, before we get away from MVP, what about on the Kansas City side? Travis Kelsey at 13 to 1. What's Tyreek Hill? 12 to 1, at least yeah. where I was looking. Again, obviously Mahomes is the heavy favorite if the mm-hmm. Chiefs win. Um, but I do think the offense is concentrated enough where, you know, if Kelsey or Hill has a quiet game and the other guy goes for 150 and, and you know, I don't know, it might take three touchdowns, honestly, but it, it's, it, it's possible. Um, I, th- I think the odds are, are decent. Um, you, you could, you know, maybe bet both of them and just hope one of them has a big game. Yeah. I can see Kelsey or Hill having a monster game, but chances, I mean, I just think Mahomes is going to throw for like 400 yards. So uh, in that situation, you know, one of those guys would probably need three touchdowns, and like 150, 200 yards. Even then, Mahomes might still get it if he has like 404. Has a tight end ever won MVP? Nope. Um, I mean, I mean that, that, that wouldn't that wouldn't stop me from betting Kelsey. If anyone's going to do it, it'd be it'd be him. Right. One interesting off the board prop I have uh, is I actually stole this one from another podcast. Is uh, Bradley Pinion uh, <laughs> <laughs> longest under 54 and a half yards. And according to this guy on the podcast, uh, I think it was a Fantasy Labs podcast uh, as well. He said Pinion's only uh, punted a 55-yard punt in 25% of his games over the last three seasons. So you could take under 54.5, and, and it's it's only minus 115. So I think the Bucks might be a little more aggressive too. So they might go for a couple fourth downs to keep Pinion on the sideline. So we'll dabble on a little punter props as well. And then I have under penalties for the game under 10 and a half. I mentioned earlier how in these Super Bowls, in these bigger games, the refs tend to call less penalties. Both of these teams, you know, their secondaries, their corners are grabbing onto wide receivers a lot, but hopefully the, the refs keep their flags in the pockets and just let the players play. We saw that a lot uh, in the Packers game last week against Tampa. Uh, It was a very physical game and, they just let both teams play. So I'm hoping that plays out pretty similarly. I don't think anyone really wants to see a lot of penalties in the Super Bowl. And and that's what the NFL wants. So I'll, I'll be taking the the under on 10 and a half penalties. Sorry, I didn't hear any of that last part because I was too busy planning out my punter bets. <laughs> Jared, you got anything else on the kickers? No, that's it for me. Um, I don't know. DraftKings isn't offering any punter bets. I might have to you know shoot him an email and see if I can get some action. 
Yeah, time to find a new spot, I think. So that's going to do it for the Super Bowl prop edition of the podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. You can get more fantasy coverage on the Super Bowl, including projections for the game in case you are building showdown lineups or otherwise setting fantasy lineups for the game. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at DraftSharks. Jared is at SmolaDS. Tyler is at Tyler Syracuse with an I. I am at ShoutDS. It's S-C-H-A-U-F. For Jared Smola, Tyler Syracuse, and the rest of the Draft Sharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.